ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast or podcast tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Marty Layton, and I am a prophet of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm also the senior pastor here at our wonderful church in Hendersonville, Tennessee, called Life Point Church, along with my wife, uh, Pastor Tracy. And we are privileged uh, to be here with you live every Friday night at 7 p.m., Central Time right here in America, and uh, to bring fresh insights uh, for the seasons of life that we're walking through in this wonderful and powerful show called Speak Life. Listen, my friend, God has a prophetic word for you tonight. Now, I may prophesy it to you personally, or as we're going and flowing, you may hear uh, you may hear it in the presentation. God may speak personally to you as I'm speaking, because everything we do, everything is prophetic. And you know, the prophet's mantle, among other things, it carries an authority for declaration and for protection. In the uh, the book Hosea, chapter twelve and verse thirteen, it says, "By a prophet, the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt." That prophet was Moses. And by a prophet, Moses, Israel was preserved. And so there's a keeping and preserving and, and a leading anointing on God's true prophets, as well as a word of deliverance. Prophets don't just get to prophesy words, but they also get to live out the words. And the Lord told me that there are many prophets in training right now that are questioning their own situations. And you're in a great and wonderful process. Let me help you out. Listen, God is delivering you, and he's keeping you safe in these moments of stretching your faith. And my counsel to you is stay the course. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. God is realigning everything right now. Listen, there's a price to pay for the prophetic anointing and the prophetic mantle. That's why the Bible says in James chapter 5, take the prophets as an example of suffering. Peter declared in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you've been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So there is a making process. There is a qualifying that must occur, and it comes with a price to pay. And you cannot just logically reason out the things of the Lord. Well, Brother Marty, I thought <clears throat> I thought Jesus paid the price for all of it. He did. But there are some things that we have to choose uh, to sacrifice our flesh and sacrifice uh, of various um, attributes and, and attitudes uh, so that we can become more Christ-like. And so you cannot just logically uh, reason out the things of the Lord because we're called to walk a walk of faith and not by what things look like in the natural or, or walking by sight. Apostle Paul said in his second letter to the Corinthians in chapter 3, he said he was called and ordained of the Lord And he was made a minister, made a minister. By the way, everything we know about prophets uh, in the New Testament came from Apostle Paul. 
And so <clears throat> there is a, a, uh, a right-hand, left-hand type of an anointing with apostles and prophets. They're very similar, but they're also very different. And, uh, but Apostle Paul said uh, he was made a minister. And so God takes his ministers through a making and a qualifying process. And prophets carry a mantle of responsibility to speak for God. And, and that is a very costly and a very weighty thing before God. Uh, you, God, you cannot call yourself an apostle. You cannot call yourself a prophet. I remember there was a movie, um, oh, maybe uh, several years ago, uh, called The Apostle. And and uh, Robert Duvall was the actor, and he he laid his own hand on his own head and baptized himself in in a, a lake and said, "I call myself a prophet." Well, that's really not biblically correct. Uh, the The Bible says that uh, men lay hands on 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 those that are called and they identify that calling and they anoint you for that. And so, just like Samuel did for for David and and Eli did for Samuel, and <clears throat> so there's a there's a qualifying and there's a recognition by elders, uh, but it, scripturally it takes prophets to raise up prophets. Uh, so God will do like He showed us with Elijah, where He will cast a mantle, uh, like Elijah cast a mantle on Elisha, uh, and He began walking away from him. It's like Jesus; He said, "Follow me," and He went walking away. Elisha had to pursue Elijah in order to walk with him. And so stay on track. Listen to true prophets and not false prophets. And I say that very seriously. There's a lot of immature prophets out there that may have a, a following. There's a lot of folks out there that maybe just have a gift of prophecy, a, a prophecy and, and the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, that is prophecy is not the office of a prophet, and so some people they they have a a gift of prophecy and they uh, you know just like that movie they anoint themselves as a prophet. They think well if I prophesied that and it came to pass then I must be a prophet too, and so they begin titling themselves as prophets, and uh, you know there needs to be a great tidal wave that removes a lot of these titles from people that are not actually uh, what they're calling themselves. <clears throat> but true prophets <clears throat> have the word of the Lord in their mouth, but false prophets <clears throat> can have a good word, uh, but have an absolute wrong spirit behind them, or a wrong everything behind them. And so uh, it's kind of like counterfeit money. Uh, the difference is the uh, uh, where the, the what's backing up that money. Uh, counterfeit money has no uh, faith and credibility of a government behind it, uh, but uh, actual money is supposed to have that as well. So uh, there are true prophets, there are false prophets. Stay on track, listen to the true prophets, and don't pay any attention to false prophets. And I want to encourage you: pray with authority right now against the attacks of the enemy. <clears throat> God is actually restoring so much right now. And in the midst of the chaos, uh, God is releasing tremendous blessing to his people. Uh, 
And so this nation, America the Beautiful, let me just tell you, is coming back with a vengeance. We are coming back to our foundations. And the devil is fighting back, but he's being cast down. He's being cast out, and he is being defeated. And I want to declare to you something that may seem totally impossible to understand right now, but our economy is about to come roaring back with the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah leading the charge. And what that means is that we, as the people of the Lord, God's prophetic warriors, we must fight in the spirit, knowing we have the prophesied victory. Apostle Paul said, I don't just beat the air like a shadow boxer. I'm not just punching the air like a shadow boxer. But I'm fighting in the spirit, and I'm standing my ground against demonic attacks. And something is shifting and changing when I do that. And so that's what he was declaring. Something is shifting and changing, I believe, today. And as God's prophetic warriors, we're going to have to fight the good fight of faith in our prayers. And as I was preparing for this prophetic service, I felt the strength of the Lord addressing fear. The Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You do not need to fear the future. Have no fear and do not speak fear. Speak life. Don't don't repeat what false prophets are telling you. Speak life. They may say the economy's going down. Uh, all these negative things are happening. Don't repeat those things. Uh, don't give life to negativity. Don't speak words of life in, into words that bring fear and death. Speak life. Uh, we want you to feel welcome in this place. We are here to speak life to you and to build you up in your faith. Uh, God is about to do something phenomenal for you. So get ready to see so much more than you've ever imagined possible. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9, but as it is written, I has not seen. This is one of the first scriptures I ever memorized. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those that love him. I can remember Dr. Sharon Stone telling me, let's memorize this scripture. And that's one of the first scriptures I memorized. Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And so God is going to fulfill his promises to you, but it's going to be something you've never seen, something you've never heard, something you've never imagined. Uh, it's, It's going to blow your mind what God has already prepared for you. And he's going to fulfill his prophetic promises to you and finish what he started because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Amen. I want to encourage you tonight. Please take advantage of the chat and interact with uh, many others that are watching. Uh, Many are watching live right now. And uh, we have a great audience here every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time here in America. But we have uh, people watching from all over the world. Uh, They may not enter into the chat Uh, or sometimes they do on some of the different platforms. (coughs) But don't forget to share this on your social media platforms. Uh, This helps us to continue to get the word out. 
And I want to thank all of you who do help us by promoting this each week. And it it's truly a great blessing, and it helps us to uh, reach a larger audience and to uh, keep a word of encouragement and, and a what I would call an accurate representation of the prophetic continually flowing out there. And so each week I seek to share with you what I believe is a prophet, what God is saying in these times. And the most recent word that God has spoken is that a great shaking and a great shifting is going to happen through September, October, and November, or S-O-N, the Son of God, uh, S-O-N, September, October, and November. And God spoke to me and said, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings uh, by the end of November. And uh, just exactly what happened in September. Many people are saying, just exactly what happened in September. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I believe just as the Lord spoke, uh, the stage was set for a great shift. And something big would happen in September. And if you remember, I prophesied personally it's going to happen, something big, and corporately something big. And for our ministry, we had an immediate shift in our meeting location twice in September. Twice. And so that was a big uh, explosive shift for us. And that was actually prophesied as well by Apostle Tom Hammond. He prophesied that twice we would have to make a, a quick and an unexpected shift, uh, but that that would be the sign of the building breakthrough coming our way. And so uh, we actually received that word from uh, Apostle Tom Hammond back in 2014. And so personally, as a ministry, we have had a sudden realignment. Uh, but because of that prophecy, I know that we're not going backwards, we're going forwards. We're moving forward in the plan of God. And so September was filled with shaking and realignment. And uh, things began shaking nationally as well in September, in our government especially. And towards the end of September, uh, the House began an inquiry uh, for the impeachment of Joe Biden. And uh, that is a humongous thing uh, that that. Uh, happened in September, and I believe uh, it was it, it began on September 28th, which the 28th was a number that stood out to me as well. Uh, it, it was like a, um, in my opinion, a smaller, like a, a primary explosion that ignites a bigger bang, and, uh, and and that's kind of what I was sensing for September and then into October, uh, and I remember prophesying this that it would be a historical moment, uh, and that's what we had the first week of October, uh, the removal of the third person in line uh, to rule this nation. If something were to happen to the president or the vice president, the Speaker of the House would become president. Some people don't know their civics, but I did learn that in school. And um, But the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was actually removed from office, which has never happened before in the history of our nation. And uh, I did prophesy it would be something historic and something governmental, possibly a constitutional challenge issue, and many on both sides uh, of the aisle questioned whether it was constitutional to do this, and it was. And now the shaking will continue through November until God is finished realigning everything for his kingdom purposes 
and I believe much more happened in in that that little uh, season between September and the beginning of October uh, that we may hear about more as well later. <clears throat> but much more is happening behind the scenes right now. And I heard the Lord say, "What is concealed will be revealed. What is concealed." will be revealed. And that's why I say I believe much more has happened and is happening right now uh, that we don't even know about, right? Uh, if you control uh, the the output of information, you can block whatever you want to block. And so that's what we're seeing today, a level of censorship and uh, control over communication and, and um, control over the narrative unlike we've ever known before and uh, but that also lines up with the prophetic uh communication that we've been releasing the com- prophetic insights that we've been releasing uh that this is a a time of a, a voice war uh, a time of a communications war uh where the enemy is seeking uh to drown out the voice of the prophetic and the voice of God uh, and control the narrative uh, to the point where people only receive uh, what the enemy wants wants them to receive. That's why it's so vital uh, for the church, the prophetic church, which I believe that is the cutting edge church, the prophetic ecclesia, the prophetic church that Jesus is raising up so that we will begin to speak what God is saying and not what the enemy wants to uh, beat a drum and make other people line up to his cadence. Um, what is concealed will be revealed. Amen. In the meantime, I believe the proverbial walls of Jericho have collapsed uh, on the kingdom of darkness, and it's time for the warriors of the Lord to begin to possess their land of promise. Amen. We talked before about Jericho, how it was the key. Uh, to Canaan, and that's why God wanted to uh, Jer- uh, wanted uh, Joshua to lead the battle first at Jericho, and everything to do with Jericho had to do with the establishment of the new nation. It was the capital city of Canaan. It was the Washington D.C., if you will, of Canaan land, and God had the children of Israel take that place first, and everything they possessed. Uh, in that city, uh, had to be had to be sanctified and set apart for God and for His use only. So everything that that city possessed right there belonged to God. <clears throat> Remember, they couldn't take any spoils for themselves; it had to go to the priesthood. And I believe that's in, that is symbolic of what is happening in the spirit right now. Uh, the capital city is being taken in the spirit, and it belongs to God. And God is going to take this nation, America the Beautiful, back. He's taking it back right now. Amen. Also in September and continuing in October, we also have heard reports of prodigals coming home. Imagine that. The word of the Lord is coming to pass, and the shaking is still occurring. And many more will return home I believe, to the Father's house, just like Jesus uh, taught us in the story of the prodigal son and the father and the brother and uh, uh, all of that. And I've taught extensively on that here. Uh, 
so September and October has been pretty power-packed up to this point, and I expect much more to occur in the favor of the people of God. And as God continues to reset this nation back to its original foundations in, in Christ, you're going to see much more favor on the people of God. It may look opposite for a season, but God is hitting the reset button and things are coming back into right order and right alignment. And in the midst of the chaos, God is bringing divine order. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 20, it says, All the promises of God in him are yes and amen and to, to the glory of God through us. So all the prophetic promises you have from God in him are yes and amen to the glory of God through us. So in other words, God wants to uh, fulfill every prophetic promise for you that he's prophesied to you. It is still a yes. It is still an amen. You may think time has passed. Time has, God knows exactly your times. Your times are in his hands and not in your hands. You may think you blew the promise. You may think that you've made such big mistakes and that time has passed you by. Let me remind you of Joel 2.25. He can redeem the time. Amen. He can give you back the years that the enemy stole and it, it, all the promises in him are still yes and amen. Now, don't tell me it's impossible because I'll start t rattling off to you the impossibilities that God did throughout Scripture. When he made a promise, he followed his promise all the way through. Just ask Abraham and Sarah, an absolutely, utterly impossible situation. And God came through and did and held his promise and even though Abraham and Sarah agreed for Abraham to uh, have a child with uh, Sarah's maid, Hagar, uh, God even let that, that child grow to 12 years old, uh, which means he was bar mitzvahed by uh, Abraham. And, and he received uh, the blessing of the Lord through Abraham that way. Uh, God still said, no, the heir shall come from your body, Abraham. The heir shall come from your body and, and, and your wife's body, not from your wife's uh, maid. And so tonight's prophetic workshop, I want to jump right into this. I want to talk about the promises of God and where we are in this new season and how God wants to bring his promises to, to pass for you. You don't have to wrestle in order to have the promise of God come to pass in your life. When God makes a promise, it is declared. And then once it's declared, it's given, right? Uh, and so once it's given and declared, it has to be received, and then it has to be entered into. <clears throat> so, for instance, God... Uh, uh, I can give you a hundred examples throughout Scripture, but you've got to enter into your promised land or your land of promise. You don't just get a word and it comes to pass. One of the tactics of the enemy is to to stopping your breakthrough uh, is to get you to question: Was that really God, uh, or maybe maybe it wasn't God? You know, in the garden, the serpent asked the first question of the Bible. Did God really say that? Or hath God said? Hath God said? 
Can that really be what God said? Did God really say that? You know, the devil always tries to stir up doubt and unbelief by questioning the veracity of the prophetic, undermining the authority of God's voice. Kim Clement, my friend, used to say, the prophet is the villain of today and the hero of tomorrow. He looks like a villain when he speaks something that's contrary to the popular consortium or the prevailing common thought or group thinking that's widely accepted as the truth. For instance, uh, in uh, in uh, in 2019, uh, COVID was released, and in early 2020, God spoke to me before we ever really knew anything about COVID and said that the economy was going to come roaring back and it was going to break the the boundaries that we had known um, tremendously, and it was going to do it twice. And then, of course, the uh, pandemic um, stuff started happening. Uh, The uh, stock market crashed, went way down. Uh, But then that word uh, was almost an annoyance uh, to people who had money in the stock market who were losing money. Uh, But God had prophesied that it was going to come roaring back and it was going to break the the barrier twice. And uh, I don't remember the exact number the Lord told me, but it ended up breaking that number twice. And so uh, it was the prophet is the villain of today, but the hero of tomorrow. And so the prophet says, well, what about what God has said about the matter? What about what God has to say about things? And uh, the authority of God's prophetic word is just as absolute as his written word. Uh, We're not prophesying new scripture, but if it lines up with scripture, the Bible says his spirit and his word agree. If God said it, he's not going to change or alter the thing that has gone forth out of his mouth. uh, Unless there's a, a reason for it to change. For instance, we've talked here about uh, how uh, Jonah went to Nineveh and he released the word of the Lord, but God changed uh, what he was going to do because the, the hearts of the people changed. Uh, but ultimately, that word ended up coming to pass 400 years later. And so God will bring to pass what comes out of his mouth. It will come to pass. You know, your prophetic promise may look entirely unachievable by natural means. And it is at the point, at that point, when you start feeling the pressure of that thing ever coming to pass. And then that's when the enemy, at that point of pressure, comes and says, Is this really a prophetic word from God, or is it just the opinion of some prophet? So doubt and unbelief start cracking the door open in your thinking, you know, start start undermining the word of God. And, you know, the Bible says even Jesus could not do many miracles in his own hometown because of familiarity and unbelief. And so we can become so accustomed to the prophetic and so familiar with the prophet and the word of the Lord to the point where unbelief and doubt begin to challenge the authenticity of the word of the Lord. Listen, if God said it, it's going to come to pass. But the devil comes at that point of pressure 
and that point of uh, of you're running running at the at the end of your rope of patience and endurance and and uh, and he comes in he says hath god said did god really say that if god said it why isn't it coming to pass if god said it what's going on here right and he tries to get people to bow their knee and give up on the promise of god and to yield to the enemy and to stop forward motion in faith. Now, fortunately, God won't let that happen. God will come to you, and he'll challenge you and get you to get back up on your feet again and say, don't give up on the word. Uh, I'm going to bring it to pass, right? Hath God said? That's the question. Moses gave the children of Israel the word of the Lord. We are going in to possess the promised land. Just like we left Egypt, we're going in and we're possessing the promised land. An 11-day journey took them 40 years because of doubt and unbelief. Joshua and Caleb heard what Moses prophesied, and they said, let us go up at once and possess the land that God promised to give us. But in Hebrews 3, verse 9, it says, uh, "See that." so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. They could not enter into the promised land because of unbelief. So what I'm saying is this. We receive the prophetic promises of God, and it may may not seem to make sense, but we continue to proceed, and the word of the Lord tries us, just like Scripture says in Psalm 102, that the word of the Lord tried Joseph. Uh, and so the word of the Lord tries us just like it tried Joseph. And it doesn't always come to pass in the time frames that we imagine. <clears throat> you know, oftentimes people add their own uh, interpretation in there while they're, while they're hearing a word. They think, well, I know what that means. That means this. And yes, I think I can see how that works. And uh, we add in our own time frames. We add in our own interpretation and we imagine uh, the way and the conditions. Uh, we imagine how all these things can happen. And the enemy of our soul comes in and asks, has God really said this? It's not happening the way you thought. Has God really said this thing? Hath God said? You know, another translation and a more complete translation of Hebrews 3.19 says it this way. So we see that because of their unbelief, they were not able to enter his rest. We're not able to enter his rest. Their unbelief kept them from resting in his promises. Uh, think about that. They were, got themselves so stirred up, they could not rest in his promises. God spoke to them in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. It says, you shall remember the Lord your God. Hear that. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to you to your fathers as it is this day. So the question is, will you remember the Lord? Because you can get a partial fulfillment of your prophetic promise and not enter into his rest because you didn't remember it all came from him. I need to say that again. You can get a partial fulfillment of your prophetic promise 
and not fully enter into the fullness of that promise and enter into his rest because you didn't remember that it all came from him. I've seen people who have succeeded, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) because God gave them the ability to to prosper to succeed, and but they forgot to remember the Lord, and so their their success fell short, and they had no rest. I believe God is about to do something powerful in His body and in this nation, America the Beautiful, and we need to stand firm on His prophetic promises and believe what He said, and what He said He will perform. Amen. And then rest in Him fully. When it's being fulfilled, give him the glory and remember him. And the promise shifts higher and things actually get better when you learn to possess the promise and rest in him. Uh, Going from more than enough to super abundant supply. You know, when they were in the wilderness, when they were in Egypt, they didn't have enough. When they were in the wilderness, they had just enough. When they crossed over into Canaan, they had more than enough. But when they possessed the land, they had a super abundant supply. See, that's what I'm talking about. Will you remember him? When you start prospering, will you remember him? When you're healed and healthy, will you remember him? Will you remember him when your promises are coming to pass? When your family is restored, when your business takes off and succeeds beyond your expectations? Will you remember him when you're supernaturally debt-free, promises made, promises kept? Will you remember him? Amen. When your body is totally healed, like God said, will you remember him? Come on. The children of Israel forgot the parting of the Red Sea. They forgot the water that came from the rock. They forgot the manna that that fell daily and fed them all on a daily basis. And when they possessed the, the, the when they got to, to to the point of possessing the promised land, they got caught up in unbelief and fear, and they forgot the God of the impossible, who did all of that. But when Joshua and the children of Israel possessed the promised land, they began to inhabit homes they did not build, possess businesses they didn't construct. They began growing their families, and they forgot made it all forgot that God made it all happen for them. So why am I saying all of this? Because I believe we are standing on the precipice of something big. We are at the door of possessing our biggest promises, and something huge is about to come to pass for the people of God. Let me say that again. We're standing at the entrance of something huge about to come to pass for the people of God. So I believe God is reminding us, remember me when everything is going your way. When We've all been through seasons of struggle, times of stretching of our faith, but the worst thing we can do when we break through is to look at, look at what I have finally accomplished and say things like that. Look at what my hand has made happen. Men think like that. And so we have to remember the Lord, you know, believing in our own hands and not remembering to believe God. That's another form of unbelief. 
God needs you to keep exercising your faith and believing in him. There are still prophetic promises, whether you know them or not, that God made made your gen, to, to your generations past that still remain unfulfilled. In other words, your forefathers received, received promises from God could have been hundreds of years ago, <clears throat> but these promises still remain, and God wants to fulfill them. And there are things that you don't even know about that God wants to bless you with. So how can I make a statement like that? Because when God makes a promise, his word will not return to him void of fulfillment. Amen? God declared in Isaiah 55 that his word of promise cannot return to him void of fulfillment, but it must accomplish what he sent it out to accomplish, and it shall prosper the one that he sent it to. So you've got a rich inheritance coming to you. The children of Israel were in captivity for over 400 years in Egypt, slaves to Pharaoh, not receiving their wages for their work. But in just one day, God turned everything around and they plundered Egypt and received a 400-year paycheck all at once, suddenly. Suddenly, God turned everything around and his children now controlled the wealth. Listen, I'm I'm giving you prophetic insight right now. So God is literally saying, when I make a promise, and it is a, it, it, that promise is not allowed to return to me void. God does not send his word out and expect it to come back to him empty or void. He wants it to be received and captured in the hearts of his sons and daughters. And if you look at the world around us, things have been progressively turning the wrong way and looking bad, but the people of God have turned to his promises and began hearing again the word of the Lord. And now it is starting to get better. Hear me now. Things are starting to look like we're seeing the shift. We're understanding that our prayers are prevailing, that God is actually uh, turning things around. You know, in the beginning, God finished his work on day six, And he looked at everything that he had done, and he said it was good. It was good. In the the word in Hebrew for good is tobey, T-O-B-E, tobey, meaning it is good, but it's about to get a whole lot better. I want you to hear that loud and clear. It is good, but it's about to get a whole lot better. Things are turning right now. Things are looking better. And it's good, but it's about to get a whole lot better. You know, it's like the TV salesman that says, but wait, there's more. (laughs) So God's prophetic promises are given, but then they have to be received, and then they have to be possessed. You have to possess them. That means driving out the enemy, fighting for what is yours, possessing it. Many are still in the given part. You know God said it, and the the written word backs it up, so you know it's God who gave it to you. And the word of the Lord, I believe for this hour, is restoration. And so some people have been given that word. I believe restoration is the word. I believe reconciliation is the word. I believe recovery is the word. Recovery of all that was lost. Recovery of time that you think you've lost. But I think a bigger word is 
is reset. Reset back to the original, the original programming from the Lord, possessing all of your personal land of promise. That's why we're at the new door of promise in the new Hebraic year of 5784. And I've been sharing that with that with you about that. I believe it's time for everything to turn around. <clears throat> we must receive the prophetic promise that was given. I feel like God wants you to get excited about the fact that God has something planned to bless you beyond your wildest expectations. Amen. You know, as I look at the as I look at the um, comments here, uh, <clears throat> there are some who who really need a word uh, tonight. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like God wants to give a couple uh, strong prophetic words. And uh, I, I'm just, I have one burning inside of me right now. Um, but I'm trying to see which person this word connects to as I'm looking at these names. And um, I'm going to say um, there is, and I can see a lot of ladies watching, but there is a woman watching right now, and this is going to strike right in your heart, uh, that you've been praying over something and you gave up on your dream. <clears throat> and you've talked yourself out of it. And you've said, I'm too old. It's not going to come to pass. Must not have been God. Uh, I thought it was at one time, but too much time has passed. And uh, I don't even see how this thing could come to pass. And and maybe this word is for more than one person, but one person in particular, I'm looking right at your heart, and I can see the Spirit of the Lord massaging your heart. Believe. Just believe. You know, when I got off the operating, when I was on the operating table, uh, they had to take my heart out of my chest. And they did all the work, then they put it back, and then my heart had to start beating again. And uh, some of you... You, your heart has to start beating again. You, you have to believe God. This is what you were built for. This is how you were designed to function, by faith in God. The just shall live by faith. And although it seems too far out of reach for you, it's not too far out of reach for God. And God wants you to know your dream is still coming to pass. Your times are not in your hands. They're in his hands. And you didn't miss it. You didn't... It's not too late. You didn't overshoot and, and make a mistake trying it on your own. You tried to make it happen on your own. It didn't happen. And so you got discouraged. Uh, but the Spirit of God is telling you tonight your dream is still coming. Do not give up now. Fight the good fight of faith. Start declaring with your own mouth. This is a voice-activated uh, promise, and it's a season of voice-activated promises. Start declaring the word of the Lord. Start declaring what, what God said. Hath God said the, en the enemy is questioning? And your answer needs to be, yes, God said this. Therefore, that settles it, and I'm believing it. And so I believe that's a word for several people, but there's one in particular uh, that you sincerely feel that you're, you're way too far past your years to make that come to pass. That's so not the word of the Lord to you. God is about to bring it to pass. You don't listen to the lie of the enemy that is too far gone. It's not too far gone. God's bringing it to pass. Now, I see a, a young man watching right now, 
and you have been struggling within your own self. Uh, you're divorced. Uh, your heart's hurting. Um, you're not telling anybody on the outside. Nobody can can tell anything like that. Uh, but deep inside, God's showing me your heart. You're crying out. God's going to do something so special for you. There is restoration coming to you. There's healing coming to you. And the Spirit of God wants you to just trust His plan. Not your plan, not anybody else's plan. His plan. His plan is going to shock so many people. But it's going to be so good. You're going to stand and say, look what the Lord did for me. And you're going to, you're going to start preaching. And you may not see yourself yet as that just yet. But God's going to have you start preaching. And you're going to start encouraging others. You're going to step out of your comfort zone. And you're going to, like, like King Saul, when he came among the prophets, he became another man. You're going to look at yourself and, and say, I've become another man. <laughs> because that anointing is going to start pouring out of you. And you're going to find yourself uh, fulfilling prophecies that you never thought could ever come to pass. Things are going to start lining up for God's hand of blessing to start pouring through your life. Amen. And there's a physical healing God's releasing to you. God did not give up on your healing. God is still healing you. And he's been doing a work in you, in in your life right now, in your heart. And there's a a fulfillment of that healing coming forth now. And uh, you're going to stand and see the hand of the Lord um, heal you. And you're going to give God the glory for that. Amen. Amen. There's another gentleman watching, and uh, you're 40-something years old, and um, and you just can't, you're like the Wright brothers. You've built the plane, but you just haven't figured out how to get it off the ground. You've you've you planned it all out. You wrote it all out. You built it all. And now, how do I get this thing off the ground? Well, you can't do anything without the wind of God behind it, behind you. And that's coming in the timing of the Lord. And so the timing of the Lord is, is catching up to you now. Your preparation is going to start uh, meeting your expectation. And the uh, intervention of God is coming to begin to lift that thing off the ground and you're going to see the hand of the Lord take you higher, and you're going to start going further than you ever thought. The blessing of the Lord is coming after you. It's going to overwhelm your life, and it's going to overtake you. I see another woman that's watching right now, (coughs) and uh, (coughs) you want to start a business. You don't know how to start that business. You really don't even know what business to start. But God is about to give you some dreams. And I want to say like two or three different dreams with different facets in these dreams uh, that are going to really clearly speak to to you and you alone something that has been in your heart and you didn't you didn't want to trust that uh, because you're again, you're just saying maybe I'm too uh, old to to start something like that. And that's just not the truth. God had to prepare you all these years for today. And so you finally have the maturity to handle uh, what God has uh, been wanting for you. And so God's going to give you the revelation, the insight, and you're going to fulfill that dream. And you're going to do, you're going to create that business. You're going to do the impossible with God. And God's going to bless. He's going to breathe on it. And it's going to take off. 
and you're going to be blessed in that business. Amen. 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 I'll, I'll prophesy some more of our folks in just a minute, but we've got to receive the word of the Lord, the promise of God. Receive it. And then we need to act in faith in order to possess the promise, possessing what God has already given to us. When he says it, it's already been released to us. And so God had already given the children of Israel the promised land. And Joshua and Caleb were two out of six million plus people who acted like it was so. You have to act like what God said is so. Uh, They acted like it was so while the other 10 spies had a bad report. They gathered fearful information. Joshua and Caleb gathered fruit, and and they had a good report. You know, I could preach so much on on, just on what voices are you listening to. You know, the the voice of the 10 uh, was fearful, bad report. Whose report are you actually going to believe and receive and possess the fruit of that report. Moses was the leader. He could have silenced them all and said, no, we're going up at once to possess the promised land, but he didn't do that. Half God said entered into the understanding and and kept him and the rest of the people of God from taking hold of the promises of God. Do you know that King David acted like a king when he was just a cave-dwelling nomad. He had a ragtag group of castaway followers who were in distress and in debt and discontented. I call them the Triple D Company. But David behaved himself as a king. That was his prophetic promise. Samuel prophesied to him, David, you're the king. You are the king. And an entire decade passed with King Saul on the throne and seeking to kill David, hunting him down for 10 years. And all along, David behaved himself as a king. Listen, he wrote songs and he sang like a king. He played an instrument and worshiped and praised like a king. He had mercy like a king. He forgave people like a king. He handled things like a king. He had received his promise, his prophetic promise, and it began to imprint him And an image of David the king began to be formed within him. He began thinking and acting like what God had prophesied. And what was the result? 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. Actually, it was like 27 years. But David grew stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. Without a vision, people perish. David had vision alive within him. The vision of God was so strong within him, it made him and his whole house, his whole concept of David the king inside of him, and and everything around him grew stronger and stronger, but the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. And then in chapter 5, it says, the elders gathered and anointed David king of all of Israel. It took David, like I said, about 27 years for that word to come to pass. But he had the vision alive in his heart for all those preparatory years. You know, when you get a prophetic promise, don't just hear it and put it on the shelf next to the the other dozen prophetic words that you have. You begin thinking about that word and adjusting your life to that word. Pardon me, I've had this little... 
thing for a couple of weeks, but I'm healed in Jesus' name. Uh, but you take that word and you start thinking about that word. And you start adjusting yourself and adjusting your life uh, to match up with that word and start imagining. You know, part of the prophetic is your imagination, your sanctified imagination, imagining what it would be like to receive that and have it happening in your life. Start planning your course and considering the timing of God. You know, if you're called to be a financial expert, uh, you know, start taking courses along those lines or if you're called to be a piano player start taking piano lessons you know uh, you know one girl uh, I can remember one girl came forward for a word years ago a young girl and I prophesied about her become a, a high level attorney and clerking for a supreme court judge and this was not her view of herself she was a sporty volleyball person and uh, you know, she was just totally not a book smart kind of uh, person. Uh, but when she started getting older, she started applying herself more. And then when she graduated high school, they tested her to see what her aptitude was and what she would be more inclined to do. And the number one thing that she that she tested as was a lawyer. And so she enrolled in law school. And listen, she had the highest score for the first year of law school in her state. And then she took an internship clerking for a Supreme Court judge. And today she's a high-level attorney in the Washington, D.C. area. And her faith, listen, her faith and her understanding of the Word of God is still intact. So God can do it, amen? Something happens when you start adjusting your thinking to line up with your prophetic promise and action, you start taking action by faith and you spiritually and mentally prepare yourself for that day of fulfillment. And a, a spiritual momentum is developed and released to you by the Holy Spirit to fulfill your calling and your destiny. I can remember prophetic words over my life that I would prophesy to famous musicians and actors and politicians and governmental authorities and at the time, I was just a little kid in Homestead, Florida, living in a, a house that was an abandoned house when we found it. And uh, the, all these things were prophesied over me. But let me tell you, all of that has happened and more. And in fact, many of these uh, famous people continued to call and ask for the word of the Lord. And before any of that happening, God continued to give me visions and dreams of famous people and I was prophesying to them, and I began envisioning these divine appointments. And I would consider with the Lord, you know, the Bible says, come let us reason. You start reasoning with the Lord, and I would adjust my speech to accommodate a more accurate communica communication without so much Christianese. And so when it started happening, they could actually receive the prophetic ministry because I spoke in normal terms, not in church talk. And uh, you remember Apostle Paul spoke to the Romans one way, and he spoke to the Gentiles another way, and, and never compromising, but keeping clear communication for the Spirit to, uh, to, uh, of the Lord to speak so that they could receive from God that way. You know, I prophesy over children sometimes differently than I do adults because their understanding is still developing. And so communication is so important, and, and, and how you 
how you understand things, how you communicate things. And, and so there are principles that are vital to possessing your promise. And God wants you to begin using your faith to see yourself as one uh, who can do what he says you can do. Our faith is not in what we can do. Our faith is in what he can do through us and what he can do with us. Amen. I believe that's what Isaiah was prophesying when he said, Sing, O barren, sing. You who have not given birth to a child, sing, because you're going to start having more children than those who have already born children. He goes on to say, Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch out your curtains, uh, do not spare, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand in every direction. And I want to encourage you by the Spirit of the Lord today. God is about to fulfill His prophetic promises to you. God is ready to release the increase. Let me say that again. Release the increase. (laughs) Whose report will you believe? Uh, God Has God actually said these things? Yes. Yes, He has said them. The just shall live by faith. And God causes us to focus our face, focus our faith, in the areas where we have to fight. And that's how we overcome. We learn to live by active faith. We focus our faith and we face the challenges. Uh, You know, we've already overcome the lion. We've already overcome the bear. And this giant will be just like one of those. Amen. Some of you know you're calling uh, and you're called to do something huge in life, but life looks like it's not going so well. But that doesn't give you the right to act like a fool with no direction dancing around and playing around with fear. God has spoken to you. Let me tell you, when you have a prophetic revelation, you can take the fire and you can come out not smelling like smoke. You've got to get ready to take risks. And, you know, I remember Dr. Sharon Stone telling me years ago, how do you spell faith? R-I-S-K, risk. If Simon Peter had had never taken a risk, he would have never known what it was like to walk on the water, right? In, in church, in the kingdom of God, there's three kinds of people. There are risk takers, there are caretakers, and they are, there are undertakers. Risk takers, caretakers, and undertakers. You're going to have people that are 100 percenters, 60 percenters, and 30 percenters. Caretakers are always poking their nose in things uh, so that they can try to take care of something. Undertakers are just propping up dead religion and talking about the destruction that's coming. But a risk taker are those who will walk on water. Risk takers will face down the enemy and slay the giant. Risk takers will take the promised land. Risk takers are warriors. Risk takers are prophets in training. And I seek to bring to you what God is saying right now, not just what he has said historically, but God wants you to have a now word. And we take that and we apply that to our to our perception, what God says he's doing and what he intends on doing. And we pray these things in prophetic prayer and we sing them in our worship. And our view becomes prophetic perception. And then we, we begin to hear what God is saying in the now. And we start understanding what his plans are. And that's why it says in Amos chapter 3 and verse 7, Surely surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And with these prophetic insights, we're able to fight the good fight of faith together. 
Uh, we see his kingdom come. We see his will be done. And people all over the world start hearing what thus saith the Lord. And then they're able to have a pers- perspective of hope and not fear. You know, fear is the exact opposite of faith. Uh, and, and God wants to release hope. And that's why the prophetic is so vital. Lives are changed. You know, fear will constrict you and stop you. But faith will propel you and push you and get you moving forward. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So your prophetic promises, your prophetic words, your prophetic perceptions, your insights must be acted upon by faith. Amen. If you're called to be a drummer, at least go get you a couple pair of drumsticks. Amen. In a moment, we're going to go before the Lord and bring our tithes and our offerings and give thanks to him for his life and his kingdom. And But we've got to recognize that when we sow our seeds even, we cannot sow in fear. God wants us to trust him. And when we bring our, our tithes and our offerings and our gifts before him, we've got to do it in faith believing. I know there's a lot of things that have happened financially. That's the enemy's work. But God still has principles that he wants his people to operate in. And he wants us to do it in faith, believing. He's working things out for us. And it doesn't matter what this world's economy looks like it's doing. The shaking of this world doesn't impact us. We live in another kingdom. We are connected to the kingdom economy. And if God wants it to rain down groceries from heaven daily, he can do that. And, you know, God reminded me today of a vision that he gave me 10 years ago. And uh, it was a vision of about a a 100-foot tidal wave coming across America. And uh, in this vision, this tidal wave was approaching. And uh, as the the tidal wave was approaching, the waters pulled back and, and receded from the shore, and there was a great recession. And everything that was at the bottom of the ocean floor was exposed and it was uh, at the bottom of the ocean floor was sins <clears throat> and hidden demonic dealings uh, with politicians and leaders of nations and all kinds of evil was being exposed and brought to the light of day. And they never expected it to be exposed. And they were disintegrated uh, and, and were destroyed by exposure to the light. And then this tsunami began to come to the shoreline and I began running and shouting in this vision uh, for everybody to run to the mountain, run to the mountain, run to the mountain. And some people listened, but many were too enamored by the giant tidal wave that they ran towards it to get a closer look. And those who listened and were wise and ran up to the mountain, uh, they were safe. And uh, all, all along the shoreline, there were strong trees, and, and these trees had to have been a hundred or so years old. And then there were these solid concrete buildings, uh, like buildings and homes that were on the shoreline built out of solid concrete. And they represented, both those things represented things that were planted in generations past uh, that seemed unmovable, immovable. And the concrete buildings and, and homes represented demonic strongholds that were built by former generations. But they had stood for many years, both of them, untouched by the storms of life. But this time was different. 
This time the Lord sent a tsunami, and it destroyed them and wiped them out. Those immovable buildings were entirely uprooted and destroyed. Those massive hundred-year-old-plus trees were uprooted and broken to pieces. And I saw poverty and greed and carnal sins and inordinate affection sins and adultery and thievery and all kinds of strongholds broken and destroyed, along with the evil ones who are attracted to and accepting of these things. And those who took refuge in the rock, the mountain of the Lord, they were untouched, they were safe. Those who built their homes on the rock were safe from harm. But when the waters settled and went back to normal, there were new trees, there was new fruit, new prosperity and new abundance. New life was blossoming everywhere. And I believe we are in the midst of the most amazing, the most wondrous move of the Spirit of God in our nation right now. And he's going to show his great power. And God is going to deal with our enemies. And I believe God is calling every one of us to be alert, to draw near to the Lord, to pray, but to listen to the prophets. And when the prophets speak and it lines up with the written word of God, the word and the spirit agree. And after this broadcast tonight, I believe all fear is going to have to leave you because you'll have God's perspective, God's understanding. And why it is good for you to lay hold on the word of the Lord and fight for it. Because God's plans always lead to freedom and life. And the enemy's plans are always compromise. They're always doomed to fail. And when God's people rise up and pray, the enemy is totally overthrown and uprooted. You know, I have much more to share with you, but I feel like this is the right moment to come to the altar of the Lord and to give our tithes and offerings. You know, the Bible says in Second Chronicles twenty twenty, believe God and be established, believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. So come to the altar of the Lord and let's give our tithes and our offerings, uh, sowing seeds by faith into what God is unlocking and what God is revealing, obeying God as his children, bringing the tithe of all of our increase to him, and bringing on top of that a free will offering. And this anointing of supernatural abundance, I believe, is being released for God's people to benefit first. You know, when Joseph used his prophetic anointing uh, to interpret the dreams of Pharaoh, God's people received the benefit first. They were given the best land, Goshen. They were given supernatural abundance that they did not have Uh, And they didn't have to do anything but receive it. I believe God is going to destroy the enemies that have prophesied your destruction and are trying to rule you by fear. And this is a moment of turning around. Everything is turning around for you today. Amen. Let's pray over our tithes and our offerings today. Father, I just thank you for your faithful hand of blessing upon your people. I thank you for your amazing grace and Lord, how you do what you do, we, we, uh, we want to do our part better. We want to be those who stand firm and strong in you. And I thank you right now for this blessing overtaking the people of God right now. Father, you are wiping out the enemy and blessing your people. And no weapon of the enemy 
no weapon that is formed against us. They may form weapon against, weapons against us, but no weapon formed against us will prosper. And every tongue of judgment that rises up against us, we're condemning it now in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I thank you for unlocking the treasures of heaven for your people now. You're going to pour out blessings that there's not room enough to contain it all. You're going to unlock the treasures of heaven for your people. And Father, as we sow our seeds, I believe, Father, that we're going to be like those in Goshen. There's many things that are going to happen around us. A thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 by our right hand, but it will not come near us. And I speak blessing to your people today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I pray that you receive from the Lord a big feast in the presence of your enemies. You know, I believe even part of the the definition of that is your enemies are going to be used to finance your feast. And so you watch what God does in these next several weeks. It's going to be powerful. Amen. I want to take a moment and thank every one of you who continually support this ministry through sacrificial giving. Thank you so much for partnering with us. I love our partners. I pray for our partners every day, three times a day. And I'm telling you, we, we take serious the blessing of the Lord, decreeing it over, your, over God's people. And I want to give you an opportunity each week to sow into your future by sowing into the prophet's ministry. You know, the Bible says when you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you receive the prophet's reward. Amen. And so we have many different ways for you to be able to give. If you're watching on social media, there's a link at the top of of the comment section there. You can just click on that and you can give your offering that way. If you prefer text giving, you can give by texting uh, the amount that you want to give to the number 84321. Just text the dollar amount, whether it's 100 or 10 or whatever it is. Whatever amount you desire to give, text that number to the number 84321. You know, if you prefer to mail your offering, uh, many people do. Uh, Some people prefer to send a check because they send a more sizable gift and they don't want want us to have to lose that uh, 4 to 5% um, credit card finance charge. And so they mail a check. And you can do that by mailing your offering uh, to LifePoint or Marty Layton at P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Thank you for doing that. It's greatly appreciated. Like I said, we pray over every envelope. We believe God's bringing supernatural return to his people. Amen. Amen. You know, I want to invite you to go, to go to our website, lifepointchurch.cc. Uh, some people prefer to give that way. There's a link on that uh, website, lifepointchurch.cc. You can click on that. You can give there as well. If you'll scroll down to the bottom uh, of the page, there's a place where you can share your prayer requests. And uh, I take those to the Lord every day. And so share that with us. Amen. Let me pray with you and agree with you. Just a reminder, we are also in our fall break through time. <clears throat> and so <clears throat> last week and this Sunday, we are online only. And so our online service this Sunday begins at 10 a.m. Well, why 10 a.m.? 
because we are believing by faith that that's going to be our new service time. So for this Sunday and possibly the next few weeks, we'll see. Uh, I'll keep you informed as we're making progress. Uh, We're going to meet you right here on our website, lifepointchurch.cc, or Facebook, or YouTube, or Rumble uh, at 10 a.m. on Sunday. So online only this Sunday, 10 a.m. And of course, it'll be available immediately after uh, online so that you can watch it anytime. Again, this is our fall break through time. Amen. So stay tuned. Uh, make sure, by the way, that we have your email address, uh, your phone number, your cell phone number, so we can text you and email you updates. Uh, and you can, again, submit all that information on our website, lifepointchurch.cc. Uh, just uh, down at the bottom where you put in your prayer request, you can put in your uh, your uh, cell phone number, you can put in your email address, and we will text and email you updates. Amen. So please check out our our website again, lifepointchurch.cc. I also want you to invite you to check out mypillow.com. Mypillow.com. I, I, I can't begin to tell you enough how appreciative I am of Mike Lindell. He's been a major supporter of this ministry from the very beginning. And what that means is he provides great products and great discounts for this audience and this audience alone. And the way you receive that discount is when you go to MyPillow.com or even MyStore.com, use the promo code MARTY, my first name, M-A-R-T-Y. If you'll put that in, you'll get the deep discount on everything that you purchase. Uh, I want to encourage you. uh, I kind of get a report every week, but our numbers have been a little low. And uh, I want to encourage you uh, that right now there's such great sales going on there that you can buy uh, many of your Christmas gifts right there on MyPillow.com or MyStore.com and get them at tremendous discounts just by using the promo code MARTY. And so, for instance, some of the um, the slippers that were normally $139 are like 20 bucks a pair right now. And so incredible deals, uh, incredible products all made right here in the USA. And so support those who support your faith. Amen. Not those who are who are anti America or anti your faith and and uh, I just want to encourage you go to mypillow.com mystore.com use the promo code Marty. Uh, some people prefer to call their order in and I know I've probably called in all of my orders, uh, but that number is eight hundred eight five nine two nine three eight. It's eight hundred eight five nine two nine three eight. Tell the operator. Uh, to use the promo code MARTY, and you'll receive your special discount uh, for all the products that you purchase there. So I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time right here on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. And it would be great if you would help us uh, by telling others to tune in so that they can be blessed too, and it helps broaden our reach. Amen. Every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing that. Also, if you like podcasts, please check us out at uh, all the everywhere you can get a podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts. But I want to ask you, and uh, several of you have done it, but many of you have not. So I'm asking, again, please take a minute. Give us a five-star review. Say something nice about us. 
uh, click the five-star review. Help us in the algorithms for our podcast to populate up at the top. Amen. And that's what that does. So thank you for doing that. Please do it. Thank you for doing that. Uh, Also, please follow me on all social media platforms at Marty Layton. It's at the at symbol Marty Layton. And uh, you'll find me on Facebook, Twitter, Truth, Getter, YouTube, Rumble, Instagram, uh, Telegram, Parler, all the platforms at Marty Layton. Follow me, subscribe, whatever you do on the platform. Uh, But please take advantage of that so that we can stay uh, connected that way. And throughout the week, you know, I want to help encourage your faith. Uh, Go to our YouTube channel. Watch the videos again. Uh, Let me encourage you. Amen. And so I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. You know, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger's voice. They'll not hearken to it. Jeremiah prophesied, thus says the Lord, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you a hope and a future, plans to prosper you and to give you an expectation. And so what that tells me is God is always speaking and he's speaking words of life to us. And we are equipped to hear his voice unencumbered, but do our best to, uh, to hear what he's saying. And we do our best each week to give you fresh understanding and fresh revelation and fresh encouragement from God so that you can hear his voice and apply it, training and equipping you to know the voice of the Lord and gain his hope-filled perspective on a daily basis. Amen. Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I believe God wants you to have hope and to know your words are so powerful. And so I want to encourage you, always remember to speak life. Amen. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.